Previously on, this is how we roll. I see. I guess I've made it to the right person if you're looking to talk about guild business. Now, here's the problem. The other guilds have taken some actions against my guild that doesn't sit too well with me, so if you're looking for me to lift my blockade and let those rum runners and fine leather goods runners come through, well, you are barking up the wrong tree. We would love to know more information about you know, how the ships got done, you know, just in case we need to get out of the harbor and no one's going to let them out of the harbor, so... All uh, right, fair, well, fair enough. I suppose your story all makes sense, and uh, that was real nice what you did for Mario. No, the, this town has a very, a fairly modern sewer system. Uh, you get the feeling that these statues have been here for hundreds of years. And in the center of the room, the water is writhing and churning, and uh, in the process, your torch goes out. gigantic humanoid form forms up out of this sewage and takes some sort of almost smoky shape but it's made of liquid materials like a, a weird billowing fluid standing in front of you with some glowing spots in it and those glowing spots make it easy for the rest of you to see this thing and it rises up out of the sewage and it simply stares in your direction. And I'm gonna need everybody to roll initiative, please. Uh, what, uh, yeah. what kind of statues are these statues? You don't know. And, yeah. How did no one look at them? And are they pointing at the center thing with two arms out in front of them? Yep. Like, you go, girl. Like, like with, if they were like to put their fingers like this, they'd be doing like, like a pistol. But they, they aren't doing that, they're just like pointing. Can I do, since I'm assuming this is a monstrosity? Hmm. I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, I got an 8. Dead. Yeah, I got, a, I got an 11, but I, I clicked on my guy. It just didn't pop up. I got a 14. Uh, it is definitely guy. one or the other, Hilsey. So that is going to be one of your favored so, enemies, um, I think. So right? I get advantage on tracking. I don't need to track them, but I get uh, favor... Advantage on uh, intelligence checks to recall information about them, and um, if they speak a language, I know it. <laughs> um, wait. Okay. Is this is this creature an an undead creature? Uh, it's unclear. Okay. That's a weird type of creature. Sort of just nebulous. It's not uh, really sure opaque. what it is. <laughs> it's unclear. It's a poop monster. Yeah. Yeah. It is a poop monster, basically. <laughs> oh, God. oh, God, Mario. Jeez. No help. Uh, someone, Someone's missing a, a roll on there. I'm missing Dresden. Or, no, I have Dresden. Uh, May score. That's who I'm missing. Now I got a 10. I had 22 before. Oh, boy. Oh, hell. Wow, Josh got a natural one. The monster got a natural twenty. Mm. Good, good. Excellent. Oop. 
Wrong way. That's good. We wanted to be on the defensive anyway. We <laughs> wanted we wanted to see what it could do. See before. what it's doing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this monstrosity of of sorts it, it rises up and it sort of looks humanoid. Like I said, um, it seems to have some parts to it that are made of corporeal flesh and bone and sticks and mud and then other parts that are made of water and wisps of smoke and glowing lights of some sort and you can't really get a read on exactly what this thing is and it immediately charges forward toward the statue in the corner and in doing so uh, Dresden, it is coming right at you. I'm going to need you to make a dexterity saving throw, please. Can I ask, though, first, if it is... Because this is... I have an ability, and if it's if, if it's undead, I have a learned ability that would affect what's about to happen. I feel like this is more, like, conjured and, and this not is, undead. Um, yeah, it's... Um, it's because... I have an ability that says, if an undead target see you directly with an attack or a harmful spell, that creature must make a wisdom saving throw against your spell save. Uh, that is not the type of thing that's happening. Okay. Ha. An undead is going to be like a person who came back to life. Well. For the most part. Oh, yeah. All right. What was the save that you needed? What was the, what was the throw? Uh, dexterity, please. 17. Um, all right, so you you see this thing coming your way, and you manage to mostly dive out of the way as it barrels forward, and it moves surprisingly quickly with these long arms that reach down almost like extra legs. Um, it is going to sort of catch your back leg as it passes by you, and it, you have this very strange sensation as its essence and its physical structure seems to pass right through you and your body. Where it, where it touches you. And you are going to take half of 1d10 damage on that uh, sort of strange physical attack that it just did. So you're going to take three points of physical damage um, as this thing passes through. And once it gets past you, it reaches the area of this statue that nearly closed its arms on Mario. And the creature disappears. Any good. Oh, God. Mm. Quick, up the ladder. Go up the ladder. <laughs> and suddenly... Oh, it reappears. <laughs> suddenly, the statue starts to move. And you can hear thunking footsteps as this metal, as this metal and stone statue moves away from its holdings, now animated. And it's, it starts walking toward... Dresden and Mario and in doing so it actually smashes the ladder with its left hand uh, and it's going to make a attack an attack on both Mario and Dresden uh, it's going to make a slam attack on you uh, and I will roll that and we'll see if it hits would what kind of that is a 20 what kind of damage is that it's gonna be bludgeoning okay I'm going to use my fiendish resilience learned ability and choose to be resistant to bludgeoning damage. All right. Is that something you can just do as a reaction? Yes. It says I can choose one type of damage on a short or, or, or long rest. You gain resistance to that damage type until you choose a different one with this feature. I, so I'm not 
So basically, what we're fudging there, and I will probably allow you to do it, is that you would have to have chosen that the last time you rested as your type of damage that you want to be resistant to. Mm. So okay. if you would like to do that, then you'll be resistant to bludgeoning damage until you rest again and choose another one. But the next time I'm going to make you choose it before you start your adventure. Okay, that sounds fine. I will choose All right, cool. bludgeoning So you're, you're going to be resistant. Um, so the first attack is coming your way, and it's going to attempt to bludgeon you. So what, is it, what does that mean that you do? You're resistant, so you take half damage? I think so. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, but a 20... All right. If it, if it was an attack with a 20, that would hit. Um, all right. So if you're resistant to the damage, you're going to take half of 32 bludgeoning damage on this slam attack. So you're going to take 16 bludgeoning damage as this statue okay. slams into you. Um, and Mario is like standing next to you cowering. And this thing is going to make a second attack as it gets a multi-attack on its turn. And it is going to attempt to slam Mario now as well. And that is going to be... That is going to be a 27 on Mario. That's definitely going to hit Mario. And let's roll that beautiful bean damage. Wow, that's going to be a lot of damage. 43 oh bludgeoning oh. damage for Mario. God, Mario's <laughs> dead. Uh, Mario's not dead, but he is looking pretty bad already. Um, and that is going to end the statue's turn. And uh, next up is going to be Dresden. Okay. Um, Mario's Mario's going to have a little uh, free action with his speech here and just say, Holy shit! That hurt like a motherfucker! Can I use an item even out of turn? Uh, not unless the item says you can do that. It says it must use as soon as the creature's turn is ended. Okay, you could probably do that. Hmm... How how guys? How much do we want to save Mario? Is this like a lot, or like? <laughs> God, I am not really that interested in this? saving Mario. Mama doesn't really care about him, so okay. I mean, I guess it's more of a conscious thing. Conscience. Well, I feel like if one of I'll just save it. Never mind. <laughs> um, all right. Go on. <laughs> I'm gonna use um one of my Mystic Arcanum spells, so it does not use up a spell slot. Um, I can only use this once before a long rest, and I'm going to cast a uh, finger of death on it. So you send negative energy coursing through a creature that you can see within range, causing it searing pain. Target must make a constitution saving throw. It takes 7d8 plus 30 necrotic damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful oh, one. What? That's a right. crazy if amount I, of damage, I, but it's also a stone. If I can kill it, then it will rise as a zombie that I control. <laughs> Does that have to be like or, an organic what kind of, uh, material? What kind of damage is it? Necrotic. Necrotic. All right. Um, and what kind of save does it make? Um, a uh, constitution, constitution saving. Okay. Uh, that is going to be a 13. That will not save. All right. So, 7d8s. 55. Jesus Christ. Wow. Um, boy, you are going to be really disappointed. One of its damage immunities is necrotic oh damage. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... This thing is, uh, you, you shoot this beam of energy and you can kind of see it absorb into this rock 
and it doesn't seem to have any effect. Oh, man. And Mario says, oh, boy, that's not the good. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Mario. <laughs> um, oh, well, man. I'm going to just, I'm going to, um, hmm. I'm going to, it says that I can, I have the, uh, I have the, um, invocation to levitate at will without expanding a, a, a spell slot. Can I, after casting that, can I just levitate myself in the air? Yeah, and I think this chamber's probably like 12 feet high, maybe. Okay. So, so you could probably get off the ground enough that this thing would have a hard time hitting you. That's what I'm going to... So I'm going to uh, levitate myself and try and get pretty close to the top, have like a couple, six inches before my head hits the top, and then just kind of float back over towards the the group. Okay. Are you are you like laying on the ceiling or standing upright? Mm. We're going to go... It's a good question. <laughs> we're going to... We're going to go... <laughs> I'm going to say that I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm laying flat on my back for now. Like a vampire. Oh, see, I, I was going to say... So like you, looking like, down. Yeah, yeah. See, I was thinking maybe you'd be looking up and you're like Spider-Man crawling along the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> right. let's do that. Let's have my back is, <laughs> is pretty much up against the wall, like six inches is of space. And I'm steering down to the battlefield. Like crab walking? Um, nope. Just kind of like levitating like like i'm lying flat and then my back is like close to the top of the sewer thing okay. and i'm just looking down at everyone all right i'll allow it and mario goes hey don't leave me here uh flint you're up i do nothing god i was really hoping that uh trez would do a little bit better i had something else in mind but um i, I guess i'm gonna you, have to be the one uh, yeah that's uh <laughs> I, I, that would have taken a chunk out of a lot of things I guess I'm gonna have to come in and do a sneak attack on uh, uh on this stone boy. All right. Um, I guess I'll do. I guess I'll use the dragon's bane daggers, which right. we still haven't figured out. Like, so when I click this, obviously. Oh shit! That's not what I wanted. Uh, I want to do it here. I just click melee dagger. Yeah. Okay. So that's a 25. That's going to hit. So it already says five slashing and five lightning, right? But I got to do my... Uh, Let me add your sneak attack damage. Yeah, 14 level. So that's, that's 76s. Let me get my advanced dice roller up. <laughs> Remember to... 76. Oh my one. god, what a roll. Ooh. 30. All right, so that's 30, I assume, slashing damage in addition to your 5, and 5 lightning damage, right? Yeah, so that would be, f what, that would be 35 slashing and 5 lightning? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> lightning isn't going to do anything, I don't imagine. Um, yeah, boy, you're going to dislike me too. Oh boy. Uh, you're... Your dagger, as you swipe at this thing that didn't see you coming, you get a clean shot at it, and your dagger bounces off of the stone and <laughs> no. makes a spark, but it does not seem to leave a mark. Oh, oh boy. Man. Okay. Um, 
Oh boy. Okay, so I can use a uh, a cunning cunning action uh, to disengage <laughs> and bravely uh, run away over here. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, no, that's that's probably a lot of distance I just covered. No, you're good. That's okay. yeah, it's, it's a pretty small chamber. You could definitely okay get up to it and back. That's like 15 feet each way, so you're good. Yeah. I'm going to say, guys, uh, it's hard. What do you mean it's hard? Like, stab. Don't stab it. I couldn't see what was going on. What happened? I tried to cut it. It didn't work. Oh, no. Uh, well, um, I don't have dark vision, Jordan, so how much can I see? Nothing. Oh, hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on one minute. I need to back it up a second. I'm just looking at this stat block again for this thing. Uh, your piercing or your slashing damage and lightning damage, while you felt like you got a very clean shot at it, it looks like it did some damage actually, but it didn't do quite as much as you would have thought. And so it's actually going to hit for 20 damage now that I've read correctly. Uh, I knew I did better than something. So 20 damage, okay. Um, I guess I'll revise what I said to them whenever I ran up. It was something to the effect of, it's hard, don't stab it, <laughs> or something. I guess I could So stabbing that. it actually seemed to take like a couple of chips out of it. Um, yep. So it, it's not it's not looking too bad, but you definitely like took a little chunk of it with you. Right. And the lightning like coursed through it just a bit and like a few more chips exploded away from it as your knife hit. Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah. That's it for me. All right, then we are up to Mace Core. How much can I see without dark vision? Um, it's the statues are uh, this statue that's moving now has the same sort of glow that the creature had when it first formed up in the middle of this pool of poo and water. So I can see like a little bit, right? Your I would bet that your eyes are pretty well adjusted to this darkness at this point. And there's still just a bit of daylight coming in through some of the grates, so the pipes leading into this are still giving a bit of light. So you can see relatively well, not like facial expressions or anything like that, but you can see like moving figures. Okay. Um, can I roll, and in, since I, I am assuming this is a monstrosity, can I roll an intelligence check on my favorite enemy? Uh, yeah, and what does that do? Does that allow you to, like, you're trying to, like, scout it out, kind of? Just, uh, I'm trying to recall information about it. Okay, yeah, um, go ahead and roll that for me. And only one of them is moving, right? The other three are still? Yes. Fourteen. You, uh, so this is, like, whether you know anything about this, or? Yeah. So, you... This is what I will say to you, Macecore. Your gut instinct tells you that this creature can inhabit these statues and that the creature itself may be more vulnerable to your attacks than the statues themselves. Hmm. Guys, I think, um, well, obviously it could possess the statues, but I think we need to draw it out of the statue. So I'm wondering... Uh, it can't possess all the statues at once, so it has to go out and travel from statue to statue, right? When we're near it? 
wondering if we can catch it mid transfer. I I mean maybe, but we have to get it out of that one. So just hit it. Well, what if I go closer to another statue? What if you were to kill the other statues? We could do that, but these seem these seem pretty pretty powerful based on what you guys have said. Well, powerful when the creature is in it. We don't know its power if there's no creature in it. Oh, oh, kill one of the other stuff. Okay, well, sure. Uh, I don't know, I'm just... Dude, Mario is so dead. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just... He's, 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 fuck. We are just like, fuck you, Mario. Um, can I use... Um, uh, if I use my dragon breath, will that freeze the water in this chamber? It could. Is anyone in the water? Is Flint in the water or is he on the stairs? Flint and Felos. Uh Felos was on the stairs, Flint is in the water. Um I I'm just gonna eh, actually you know what? I'm gonna shoot a couple of arrows at the statue to my left, closest to me. Okay. Fifteen. That will hit. I I should think so. It's a stationary yeah, statue. No, yeah, so it's got very uh yeah, very low armor when it's not animated. So fifteen and twenty-three. Um so we have sixteen piercing and we have eleven freezing damage. Okay. Um so it's gonna take eight piercing damage total as your arrows chip away a little bit at the stone on this statue to your left, but it's not looking like your arrows are doing much damage to this thing. Uh, guys, it, it doesn't look like we're we're going to be able to beat these statues without it. Maybe, it seems like maybe magic might be a way to go of some level. I don't know. Anything else on your turn, Mace Core? No, that's it for now. All right, Felosio, you're up. Um, I just saw Maze Core shoot at a m- lifeless statue and just like chip away a little bit. Uh, yep. and Mario is in the immediate danger, so she's just gonna run across the the pool and attack the statue that seems to be moving. All right, make those attacks. Uh, I'll just do. I think I'll pull out, I have a shield. I'm going to pull out a shield in one hand and do Raider's Edge in one hand. Okay. So the first attack is a 24 hit. for eight slashing. All right. Uh, second attack is a 16. That one's going to miss. It sort of glances off of the hard exterior of the statue. Okay. And then third attack is a 29. That's going to hit. For 13 slashing damage. So 21 slashing damage in all, and it is going to take 10 of that as your sword glances off of its exterior, but also chips away at it just a bit. And I want to, if I can, maneuver myself kind of as the barrier between Mario and the statue. Okay. Shield out. Gotcha. Yeah, you, uh, you kind of slide on in there. Just a bit. I'll, I'll make that happen on the map, too. So you're kind of wedging yourself in there. It's Mario's turn. Um, boy, oh boy. What can Mario do? Not that bad. is... Hit him question. with a wrench! <laughs> <laughs> I have only my plunger. 
Um, <laughs> plunger. So, Mario... He had a metal plunger at one point, didn't he? Mario backs up uh, a bit from this statue, and uh, the statue's too slow-moving for an opportunity attack, by the way. Um, that's So Mario is sort of proving that by backing up to the platform on the other side, and very much to all of your surprise, suddenly the chamber is filled with a bright glowing light as Mario summons a fireball in his hand, no. and he throws it. <laughs> bouncing across the ground and it collides with the statue uh and that is going to do the one that's animated yeah right the now. one that's animated and that is going to be a dexterity save of 13 for the statue so let's roll that that is not going to be good for the statue they're not very dexterous yeah, you know, i was gonna very say nimble. they're not very nimble um, all right that's going to be Ooh. a 15 dexterity save for the statue so it does actually it glances off the fireball um, and the fire damage for this is going to be 41 total for Mario's excellent fireball and uh, the statue is going to take half of that and then half of it again because it does make the dexterity save so it's going to take 10 fire damage from this fireball um, and the statue is starting to have some noticeable holes in its structure, but it still seems to be keeping it together. But it's got some cracks running throughout it now, um, including like a blackened spot where the fireball hit. Um, when, when Mario threw the fireball, it made a sort of like, like kind of like a funny little like <laughs> and noise. Did it, and it like bounced, right? Yeah, it bounced across. And he like jumped when he did it too. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um, you almost yeah. got the impression that he was pushing the same button that he would push to sprint. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's going to be the end of Mario's turn. Next up is the statue. The statue is going to slam Felosial. So let's go ahead and make that roll. That is a 18. Uh, that meets my armor, armor class with my shield out. So that means it will... Does it mean it will hit or won't hit? I think it means it does hit. I think it does yeah. hit. Um, all right. Uh, you take 46 bludgeoning damage as this statue slams into you and it sends you sprawling backwards across this, uh, into this pool where you land on your back in the muck and the mire and you are knocked prone as well. Um, and the statue is then going to reach into the wall behind it and it yanks out a rock from inside of this like this cobblestone paved wall and it is going to huck it at Dresden hovering up against the ceiling and that is going to be a 14 for its attack um ah that's my armor class so oh, okay so it is going to hit i wasn't sure if it would um and that is going to do that is going to do 38 bludgeoning damage but i take half yep the rock is bludgeoning so you'll take half of that so you'll take 16 no 19 19 19 bludgeoning damage for dresden and that is the end of the statue's turn that brings us back to the top of the order and it is dresden's turn all right i'm gonna uh Levitate 
myself not completely down on the ground, but just enough so that I'm straight on with the statue. And I am going to cast Flame Strike. Um, it says, a vertical column of divine fire roars down from the heavens in a location you specify. Each creature in a 10-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder, center on a point within range, must make a dexterity saving throw. Um, and a creature takes 4d6 fire and 4d6 radiant damage on a failed save. That's a 13 on the saving throw. It needed a 15. That's a failed save. So 4 damage. And 4d6 radiant. So 4d6 fire and 4d6 radiant. So the fire is a 22. And the radiant is a 12. Uh, It is going to take... 11 damage from fire here. And it is going to take... 24 radiant damage. Oh my god. Now, this statue is starting to look a bit crumbled, and in fact, its left arm has now fallen to the ground and shattered, um, and part of its head was blasted away by this radiant damage done by Dresden. Um, But it is still standing and focused on damaging the rest of you. Um, Can I move at all? I haven't really moved yet. How do you... Yeah, I guess the question is, how do you move when you're levitating? And is levitation a concentration spell? Because if it is, then it would have had to end for you to cast this other spell. Let me see. Um, Let's see. Is it a concentration? (laughs) Justin Castles and Paul's face (laughs) That would actually be really (laughs) fun. It it is a concentration spell, so I would have to have... All right, so... Since we didn't catch that, we'll say that that's what happens. You cast the spell. You, like, blast out of your, your... Well, actually, I guess, is it coming out of your staff or your hand or what? Staff. Yeah, so the staff casts this column of flames and radiant damage at the statue. And as it happens, you fall down uh, the 10 feet onto the ground, which is not going to cause that much bludgeoning damage. But you are going to take four bludgeoning damage as you fall from the ceiling but it's two because i'm two yeah you take two bludgeoning damage yes you're just you're so hardy you could be a good football <laughs> player right now yeah um so i can can i move at all we establish that yeah yeah you didn't really move on this turn you, okay. you moved like five feet so you've got um, like 25 left i'm gonna move i think I, I could move to like be like behind like this statue over here okay is that enough is that the statue that Mace Corps was yeah. shooting at earlier. Can I, can, can I get there? Do you think? Yeah, you can get there. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna like, I'm gonna have like my my head like Coward. like half of of my, of my body is like poking. It's like behind the statue. Perfect. Um, and you, yeah, you're just like covered in muck. Yes. Hi everyone, it's Keegan, your Felocial, and I'm here with your mid-roll announcements. If you're enjoying our show, there are three things that you can do to help support us. First of all, if you know someone who you think would also enjoy our show, tell them about it. Word of mouth is one of the best ways for our show to be shared. Another great way is by leaving a rating and a review. A rating and review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchaser 
helps us to be noticed by more people using that platform. And we'd like to see what you have to say about our show. And then lastly, if you're really enjoying our show and have a dollar to spare, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash this is how we roll. Over there, you're going to find the side campaign, cut content, and more. And thank you to our two patrons, Junior and Johanna. That's all I've got for you. So now let's get back to the episode. Next up is Flint. This... Ah, dang. So Radiant Damage was the one that doubled. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of things in my inventory. One is... has been in there since I have played Flint. It's just a hammer. (laughs) I don't know if that has anything... uh, if that if that's like an item that actually has stats, the other one uh, I picked up in Call College was a metal lined club. I'm just trying to think if I could do something that has like bludgeoning damage. I don't think I have anything else. Uh, one of the the one that's uh, pretty damaged. You said one of its arms fell off, right? Yeah. It, like, broke into, like, rubble. Okay. I'm not going to be very useful on this turn, I don't think. I've got an idea of something I want to do, but I think it... I don't think it's going to work. I don't know if it would even be helpful. But I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. Hold on. Let me me interject and just say that it's been a while since we had a fight. And uh, just don't forget that that you don't have to just, like, stay limited to what your character can do. You can also, like, investigate the environment or look for, like, other creative solutions. Um, yeah, I've got a creative yeah. solution. All right, go Here for we it. go. All right. I'm going to run up to this fool. I'd like to get... I, I, I should be quite a bit faster than him. I'd like to at least be not in front of him, preferably okay. behind it. All right. What I want to do is throw a couple of loops of rope around it. Okay. And then I want to take the immovable rod and shove it down its back in between the rope loops. Okay. And then activate the immovable rod. All right. Mm. Sounds good. And then I want to run away. (laughs) All right. Make me a sleight of hand check to see how well you loop and tie these ropes. Sure. In short, quick bursts. Sure. It's a 23. Uh, yeah, you got a pretty good knot on there. Uh, you know, you like quickly lasso it around this thing because it is slow moving. Um, and it is pinned to the immovable rod. Uh, how much weight can the immovable rod hold? It's a lot. I think it's like, isn't it like 2,000 pounds or something? It's like it, cr- cr- it held up flight and crunched I, a cart yeah, in the heart. Yeah, I think it can hold up. I think it can hold up like four humanoids, right? Like four medium so, creatures. I guess the, the tensile strength of the rope is going to matter more. That's what I was thinking about, right? Like that, that's why. But it's, it's like a good hempen climbing rope, right? Yeah. I mean, I used it to climb in nightshade. Yeah. And if it could hold 
Flint that it can hold up anything. <laughs> Um, anyway, regardless regardless of the efficacy, whatever you want to deem the efficacy mm-hmm. of it, I'm also going to uh, run away. <laughs> it is encumbered slash hindered. Um, it can't really move, so it's, it's okay. stationary at the moment. I, I just want to say, like, guys, I don't. This could buy us some time if we just like want to leave or whatever. And it's your turn, Mace Core. What oh, do you do? So I can't really see that much. I can kind of see silhouettes. Can I do a perception check on just the general um, area? You said I'm looking at the map right now, and there are two, like, sewage waterfalls. Is that right? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, you can make a... You can do, like, Yeah, is there, like, a specific area you want to look at, or do you want to just, like, kind of survey the room? Um, I would say it's still going to be a little difficult to get details in the dim light. Well, since since that statue's lit up, I want to look up at the, the as much as I can see in the radius of, of the statue. That's okay. Great. Yeah. Um, so give me a perception check in that oh, area. Four. Uh, you don't really see anything <laughs> useful. Um, I will say that one thing you notice is that the gate behind you seems to have slammed shut uh, without any of you noticing. No oh, good. <laughs> Convenient. Great. Screw us. Screw us. Well, I am going to... um, How many people are in the water? Oh, so everyone's in the fucking water, right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Except Mario. Mario's up on a little platform. I'm sorry? Mario's up on a little platform on the other side. Okay, so that's not going to work. Do it. Freeze us in here, Mace Core. Do it. Just right, do it, do I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to uh, use my ice breath on the water to freeze the water. All right. I'll have everybody in the water make a dexterity saving throw. Great. Thanks, Mavescore. Oh, I didn't mean advantage. Should I do it again? No, that's all right. Um, it's it's a big chunk of water. You'll hit it with anything, really. Um, so. Flint rolls a 13 dex save. Ooh, 21. Uh, an 18 for Felocial. You have to do a nine. Yeah, that's fine. So, um, so it's it. not. Let's see. The DC would be eight plus your Constitution modifier plus your proficiency bonus. Oh, it, which is five. So it's so it's a fourteen. 14. So, um, so Flint, you don't react quite quickly enough, and your feet. I am now, heavy. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. So your feet are sort of like frozen to the ground, and uh, Mace Core, your breath does exactly what I assume you were thinking, and it creates uh, the world's grossest ice rink. (laughs) And this whole (laughs) pond, like very thin muck pond, has now frozen solid in this room. So uh, Flint needs to take 4d6. Okay, take that 4d6. Do the rest of us take that. And uh, a creature takes 2d6 on a... um, Oh yeah, so two. So I would say that actually. So what's the shape of your breath weapon? It's a cone. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll say that it maybe actually hits Flint, and that's why he doesn't get out of the way. But the rest of you are not going to be in the line of fire, I don't think. Unless were you aiming? Where were you aiming it? I Just guess you were kind of aiming it. center. Yeah. So well, I he can't see anything. I, yeah, that's true. So we'll say you hit Flint. So Flint, you go ahead and take that. But the rest of you, I think, get out of the way of it. What what what? It was four d six. Yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta roll that may score. Oh right, I rolled a four d six. Oh actually, I think it already did it for you down there. Oh, is 14. that fourteen? 
Um, I can't. Uh, it rolled three d six, so I guess it's just doing it at the lower level still. So you just need to add one d six to that. So 17. 17. 17 freezing damage. Burr. Ow. Chilly. Oh, sorry. Um, do the other statues around that are in the water take damage too? Uh, they don't move. Okay. So you're not really sure. I mean, they, they look like they were all actually in the water, unlike this first one that was up on the platform, but um, they are, you know, the ice is around their feet and their legs, just like it is around Flint's. Um, I'm also then going, if this is a bonus action, I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark. Um, and I don't know why I have a one there, but um, <laughs> I'm going to mark the one, the possessed statue of okay. quarry, so I get an extra, um, I get an extra hit. Okay, and until the spell ends, you deal one extra d6 damage to the target when you hit it with a weapon attack, and you have advantage on wisdom, uh, survival, or perception checks. Okay, and yeah, you can mark a new creature if that one dies. Okay, yeah, it's marked. That's it for me. Marky marked. Uh, Felosial, your turn. What you gonna do? You, like, ninja jumped up above this ice as it happened since you were prone. And now I'm just standing on the murky yep. ice. Um, I'm going to cast one of my second level spells. Um, I'm going to cast Moonbeam. Ooh. That's going to do some damage, I bet. Some um, radiant damage. So it takes one, ac one action, uh, a five-foot radius... 40-foot high cylinder centered on a point within range. So I'm going to center it on the statue that I believe has this creature inside of it. Um, that one that we've yeah. been attacking for the most part. And a silvery beam of pale light shines down um, the with the 5-foot radius, 40-foot high, centered on the point. Until the spell ends, dim light fills the cylinder. So now stuff is lit up too. Mm. Um when a creature enters the spells area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn in there, it is engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain. It takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. And it's a constitution saving throw? Yeah, constitution, yep. Um, all right, let's see. So that's whenever it's spell... What, when, so I don't think it, right now it does, but whenever... I believe it says when it first... Are you not aiming it at it? I am aiming okay, it at it. Okay, so I it. think that because it's entering its space for the first time, it has to make a saving throw right away uh, and find out its initial damage. And it makes a 13 total with its constitution modifier. I assume it's against my spell save DC, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, which is a 15. Um, all right, you cast this moonbeam and... Suddenly, the chamber is once again illuminated by light, this time a pale moonlight, as one of the grates above has this beam shining through it, and you can almost hear the air sizzling as these radiant beams fly down through this chamber and collide with the statue. For 11 radiant damage. And the statue takes 22 radiant damage. And the statue 
crumbles to the ground as this beam illuminates it. And for a moment, the chamber is silent with no movement. And then, forming up at the statue's feet where the statue crumbled into a pile of cinder blocks and rubble, you see, once again, this humanoid monstrosity that seems to be made of, a, again, a flowing liquid-smoke combination, and it is hovering just off the ground where the statue has collapsed. And uh, anything else on your turn, Felosiel? Um, I guess I my question is, does it also take damage since it's now in the moonbeam? Uh, it would be at the beginning of its turn, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to action surge here. Uh, okay. and charge forward with my sword and attack it as well. Okay. Good shit. Uh, so I get action surge once a, once a long rest. Okay. Uh, so. Charge that mofo. Shield uh, out, one-handed sword. Uh, 21. A 17 to hit. That'll also hit. And a 25 to hit. That will also hit. Nice. So 16 plus 12 damage, 28 slashing damage. And it's going to take 14 damage as you slash into it. Um, and so your sword sort of passes through the smoky liquid. Um, but you also see some uh, puddles of liquid splashing off of it. Um, and some of the lights are flickering in its body as you cut through it. So you're clearly doing something to it with these slashes. Um, and and that's the end of my turn. That's the end of your turn. All right. Um, next up is going to be Mario. And Mario is going to make a perception check. And that is going to be a 15 perception check. And with a 15, Mario is scouring the ice in this mucky pit looking for something. You just can't tell quite what he's looking for. Um, suddenly, Mario pulls out a small dagger, and you see him rush forward and slide on his knees on the ice for just a moment before he jams his dagger down into the ice, picking away at something, and he stabs down a couple of times, and then he stands up, and he hurls something toward this monster. Um, and Mario is going to make a turtle shell attack on the monster. <laughs> God, he found a turtle in the frozen ice. And, oh no, it's going to be a 7. Oh. Uh, well, he gets his proficiency on that, so that's a 12, which actually is going to hit, believe it or not. Hey! Um, so he throws this turtle shell, uh, and it's it's like a bright green with sort of a, a whitish edge on it. Well, you got to um, aim those. It looks like the turtle is uh, dead because it doesn't really like, <laughs> doesn't really react as it's being thrown across the room, um, and it is going to do. Uh, it's going to do thirteen bludgeoning damage, uh, which is actually going to do six bludgeoning damage to the creature, um, and so the turtle shell sort of passes through and hits the wall behind it, but it does again. It takes a chunk of it out with it. Um, is the turtle okay? Uh, the turtle does not come out of its shell. It, <laughs> if it's in there, it's hiding. Oh, um, next up is the creature. 
And the creature is going to... Scream uh, in agony because it's in a pillar of holy light. <laughs> uh, no, but it is going to suddenly fill the chamber with a sense of divine dread. And I'm going to need everyone to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Uh, oh, this shit. my 18 damage. Damn it. If I was one level uh, higher, I would have uh, proficiency in all wisdom saving throws. Uh, 15. 14. Mario gets a... Yuck. 21. 7. We're, oh, we're boy. Oh, boy. Damn. So I am really... Um, you're going to have a tough time here. All right, so Felosial, Flint, and Macecore, you all are frightened of this creature. And I believe that. That means that while frightened, you must make the dash action and move away from the creature by the safest available route at the start of each of your turns, unless there is no way for you to move, in which case... Uh, you become stunned until you, until, oh wait, in which case the creature also becomes stunned until it can move again. Oh wait, oh yeah, yeah, okay, so you'd become stunned if you can't go far enough away. A frightened target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. If a target's saving throw is successful or the effect ends for it, the target is immune to this particular creature's divine dread for the next 24 hours. So. Um, two, three of you are frightened of this thing, and so on your turns, you just have to basically run away. Um, and you have and disadvantage on attack rolls, right? While yes. in the line of sight? That's correct. Um, alright, and so it does, in fact, take the radiant damage from the moonbeam at the start of its turn. Do you re-roll the damage each time, or does it take the same damage each time? Mm. Thoughts? Opinions? I'd say it's a new, it's a new thing, so it, I think you feel it. It's yeah. a new round. Yeah, you can roll that damage again then. Well, I did. It was an 18. Was it? God. Damn. Wow. Yep. God damn. An 8 and a 10. Yeah, that's so pretty that's good. 36 radiant damage that this thing takes. But I also assume it probably drops now. Wait, what do you mean? It's a concentration spell if I'm running away. Oh, yeah, now that you're frightened. Um, but yeah, you held it long enough to start this thing's turn. So it took some sizzly fire damage and now... You're frightened. And this creature is going to move forward, uh, trying to go right through you, essentially, Felosial, to get to this other statue behind you. And uh, because you're there, it's actually going to have to treat it as difficult terrain as it passes through you. And you feel this smoke and liquid sort of like merging with your being for just a moment. Um, and it's actually not going to make it all the way through. And so it's going to be ending its turn sort of engulfed in your body, which is actually going to do 1d10 damage to this creature and to you. Uh, so you're both going to take 9 damage on that. So as this thing tries to push its way through you, Felosial, um there's just sort of a moment where you are feeling the pain that it's causing, and suddenly this overwhelming fear has overcome you, just as you turn to run, some whisper enters into your brain. And it sounds familiar, but yet distant. And it says, 
Just stand your ground. You can handle this. And it's sort of an echoing whisper. Um, it sounds, like I said, it sounds familiar. It sounds almost like a person that you've met. God, is that Damien again? Oh. Or Fabius. Which one is it? But, Felosio, I'll say this. You get the sense that the whisper you're hearing is somehow coming to you through the green algaes that are growing in this muck and the moss that's growing on some of the stones on the side by the grate. It's almost as if nature itself is bringing you this message. And for just a moment, you break your frightened state and have a resolute determination to stay in place. And just as your determination breaks, this creature dissolves back into liquid and gas and collapses and dissipates. And the statues open their arms back up and cease movement. And we are out of initiative, just like that. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Whew. God, that thing was... I was pretty much useless for, for, for that. Wait, so... I think Felosio falls to her knees. Into the poop. Yeah. Well, I still have just... to chip my feet out of the frozen poop. <laughs> <laughs> so, as these statues return to their normal state and the darkness is sort of restored in this chamber as the creature's glow has dissipated as well um suddenly those of you that can see a bit in the dark you hear a noise from the far right side of the chamber and you see mario hovering with his feet dangling out of the sewer pipe on the right side of this chamber and grasping him by the chest and holding a knife to his throat is a dark figure wearing fingerless gloves and holding a sharp, dangerous-looking dagger. And the figure calls out from behind Mario, and the voice echoes in the chamber in the sewers, and it says, Creepy Carl sends his regards. If you wish to see Mario again, you will come and speak with Carl. And he drags Mario backwards into the sewer pipe and away. God damn it, Mario. It was creepy Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were here to, to see Blue Betty. I kind of want to, hold on. I want to read, I, I had a voice in mind for this character and I didn't really do it. Let me just try to remember what it was and I might record it again. Mm. Ah. Creepy Carl sends his wagat. <laughs> no, just kidding. Elmer <laughs> <laughs> <Albert> Fudd. <laughs> do it. Do it. The old man from Family Guy. <laughs> Creepy Carl sends his... <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, no, no. Okay, I remember it. It was... Yeah, okay. So, you see the dark figure behind Mario, and it says... The voice says, Creepy Carl sends his regards. If you wish to see Mario again, you will come and speak with Carl. And then it drags him up the sewer pipe in a way. It sounded very vampire-y. Yikes. God, this is such a melting pot of a town. Yeah, this town sucks. I can't wait to leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh.